This is all things entertainment. Barbarian <clears throat> Princess here. All things entertainment. Yo, you already know what it is. Your boy, the Museum Experience, Generation 20 radio show. Let's go. Man, first off, we just wanted to talk about what you always discuss here on All Things Entertainment. If you guys don't remember, a couple months back, we were talking about, in, in the month of July, we were talking about gaysism, a term that he calls gaysism, about how Mario Lopez basically disagreed with a minor, you know, becoming a trans. And now Jay-Z wants Little Boozy to apologize to Dwayne Wade for his comments about his son cross-dressing. So, Boozy basically said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not apologizing. Jay-Z is not God. And what he says is not law. So, the topic of the day is, does money equal power? The topic of the day is, does money equal power? Yes. I believe power equals power. That's where it starts. You can have... You can have no money, but if you hold information mm. in your mind that everybody else don't have, people will pay you for that information. And this is where we begin colleges. So power starts with timeless, 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 uncommon information. Like and having that. a monopoly on that, if you can, that's where I'll start. So power begets power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're all in the pursuit of power. That's why we you know, fantasize on celebrity and stuff. So some of some, but and the reason we obsess over certain celebrities is because they seemingly came into power from our perspective because they got the popularity. We think popularity is power. It's not. Power is the ability to sign checks, not receive them. Mm, Say that again. Power is the ability to sign checks as opposed to merely receiving checks. So what are you trying to say by that? Break it down for this. Uh, I'm trying to reason. say that the golden rule, I learned this from Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. Everybody got their own views on Donald Trump, but I read his, him and Donald T. Kiyosaki's book, The Dude Who Wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad. They wrote a book together and I read it. And in it say, he said, uh, people always say the golden rule is um, do unto others as you have done unto them. Mm-mm. But this is like a real. This is like a real. This is what I'm saying. This is when I really finally started understanding it. This is power. This idea. So he said, the golden rule is he who has the gold makes the rules. That's what power is. But gold can be anything besides money. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you to see the bigger picture. You ask me but what power is. Power is he who has the gold makes the rules. And I'll even take it a step further. Think about the International Monetary Fund. Mm-hmm. They are sitting around deciding what the dollar is going to be worth today. That's what I'm saying. That's power. Yeah, Forex trading. That's just, you see what I'm saying? To be able to define the value of something. That's power. And then can I, t- that, can and I then tell you that, that I'm, I'm learning that? I'm learning that because uh, there's actually a group of people that they want me to get into that, you know, like guessing what the currency is going to be if it's going to raise or drop so they're trying to get me into that you know right now at the moment like high society right um and the reason why they chose me and not other girls within the business that I work in 
is because of some of the things that they say or do. So see, like, the girl has more championships and more belts than me, right? But the problem with it is that I have knowledge, like you said. I know certain things, certain secrets. I have certain information that they want. So I get what you're saying. And that's very true. And I see it in people that, you know, if someone doesn't like you, right, that person is going to get the upper hand. Why? Because they have information on you, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, keep going. And when it comes to Boozy and Jay-Z, you know, that just goes to show no matter how much money you have. Yeah, he has a billion dollars, but he doesn't call the shots. It's like what Damon Dash was saying. He has to listen to someone else. He's listening to someone else. And that's how he got to his position of power, right? Someone else is calling the shots. I mean, think about it even, man. You go on your nine-to-five job, and they only paying you $13 an hour. He got paid. He His payout was a billion. So whoever mm-hmm. who gave him that billion, they feel more compelled to tell him what to do than the person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The person that working at Target. The person that working at Target, your boss, he feels compelled to tell you what to do, and he only paying you hundreds of dollars. If I give you a billion-dollar payout, man, come on, man. You, it's like on, you owe man. me your life, basically. Come on, see, and I didn't. I was gonna use the word S L A V E, but I didn't go there. Slave. But they gonna feel like that. They gonna feel like that. I gave you a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? I the feel motherfuck- like family can do that to us, or partners can do that to mm. us as well. Okay, that's where you take me. Keep going. I feel like you know I've seen it too, and a lot of families like they'll try to like trick out their children, or like husbands that'll trick out their wives or wives that you know make more money than their husbands and they call the shots you know in the house like we've seen it in the show martin right like martin he's always like no no gina right (laughs) you remember that show martin yeah i do it's like that but i feel like family does that too to where they feel like well i helped you i gave you this money so you have to do everything i say to the t or you're just going to be ostracized. And then when you feel like you're in power, we're just going to go ahead and tell everybody, you ain't shit. We gave you that money that you have. Or your finances aren't where they need to be, right? I feel like humiliation is a is a tool people use to gain power over the others. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's very common. So, I mean, it's not, obviously, it's not elegant, it's not classy, especially if a woman is doing it, but women do tend to do that, right? I think with power, you also have to have trust, like people have to trust you. So when you do things like that, like, let's say you'll degrade people or humiliate them publicly, um... And if you're a business, right, for example, I feel like other people lose trust in you and they won't want to work with you. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. What do you think about family or partners that try to make you come off as untrustworthy to other people? Have you ever had that experience? Because I've seen women sabotage, like Will, for example, 
he was talking to this girl and one of his exes sabotaged the situation. So I don't know. Have you ever been through a situation like that? Yeah, that's called jealousy. You know, that's the spirit of jealousy. When somebody acts out something to sabotage you or tear you down, that's the spirit of jealousy. That that comes with the game. And I, I think that should be a school on jealousy because there's really nowhere to learn about it. You just got to – you could, people could say the word, but once you understand that it's like an active force, you won't be so compelled to just say, oh, that, he, that this person is just jealous of me. You know what I'm saying? I really think we could talk about whatever. We have a nice American system, whatever, but – for all the things we have as a civilization, we don't have a school of jealousy. And I think we should because I think the jealousy is, you know, you even just had um, that white female officer walk in that black guy's house and kill him. That mm. was jealousy. That was, that was, I knew that was a crime of passion. I was like, that's a crime of passion. Yeah. They, they was having sex and then they stopped. And then she was acting out her anger at him because they don't have sex anymore. So that's, that's jealousy, but there's no school on that. There's no school on that. There's no class. There's nowhere you could really go to learn about that. And I think that's a real tragedy. Well, criminal justice, but not about Yeah, jealousy. no, but I'm talking about jealousy, the, the pathology of it. You yeah, know, and I true. think because everyone was getting talking around it and all this kind of stuff. But I said, I told, I even was, I was with my baby mama when I, I said, that's a crime of passion. You know what I'm saying? Everything about it. And I think um, that's what I think. Of. When you say the will thing, I think a crime of passion, jealousy, and the fact that you just got to be smart enough to get the jewels and then understand what jealousy is just being out in life. That's how I learned about it. I didn't, nobody, it was never a class on jealousy. I don't remember that class. So yeah, I used to call it um, cock blocking. I call it for what it is, but jealousy is a very good (laughs) word for it. Right. And I guess maybe I took it to the extreme, but based on what you said, like a girl sabotage another, uh, I don't know. That's weird. A girl sabotaging my hookup with another girl. That's a form of power right there. It's information. Even if the information is false, right? Because like they teach, perception is everything, right? It's the reality, even if it's not true. What was I about to say? That makes me think of one time in the summer. (laughs) Hello? Um, Sorry, this girl texted me. It was out of nowhere. One time (laughs) I was with this girl from Chicago and... I had, she had a light-skinned friend. I wanted to meet her, and I met her, and the girl's teeth was fucked up. But She was a pretty-ass light-skinned girl. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I know, me and the friend that took me to meet her friend, we end up hooking up. So I don't know. That's that's my experience with that. Like, that's what I'm saying. I've never had somebody sabotage, like, you know, a meetup or something or a link or, you know. I've, I've had plenty of guys sabotage things i was trying to do plenty Mm. and i think that just comes with obsession i've had a lot of it's different for women man it's it gets very ugly sometimes i'm like man i know ugly women gotta have it easier (laughs) way easier because nobody's trying to stalk you sabotage you right that's deep that's deep. Ugly of women gotta have it easier. The spirit of jealousy is is real, you know. It's definitely. But with boozy, it's like um, I want to go back to the whole boozy thing. It's just like he's from a different time. He's from a different era, and they are calling him, you know, homophobic now. I bet he lost a lot of, you know, 
business partners because of that. I'm sorry, I got to speak on something. Okay, so, man, man, and I think this is the place to speak on it, and I've been withholding it because I don't know, but what I've been dealing with, my relationship, let me say it like speak this, my relationship, with my, mother, my relationship with my mother has gotten re- very beautiful. Um, but I actually, going through some emails, I was drinking some beer the other day, and I was going, I ended up going through some emails, some very old emails, and I wanted to find the phone number of this guy I used to be friends with, um, actually, Ron Lee introduced me to him. It was Ron's best friend, mm-hmm. so I was looking for his phone number, and because uh, I keep this, I keep this thing of phone numbers in my email, and, and so I was looking for that, couldn't find it, so I just emailed him at his email. But anyway, I found this voice memo of my mom going off on me from like years ago, mm-hmm. and um, it definitely reopened like an old wound because I was like twenty years old, so I'm twenty six. But then it's in the video, in the in the tape, I'm 20. She's talking to me. I'm 20 years old. I'm 20. So yeah, it just is. That's what I'm saying. Um, forgiveness is wrapped up in jealousy. Like like so many things are wrapped up in like, you know, I don't know. Just so many things is like so many so so much of life. Like that that that's something I've been dealing with. Like like forgiveness. That's what I want to talk about. Yes, forgiving. it's the same thing for me. I'm I'm right there with you. That's what I want to talk about because that's something it reopened it. But like we in a place in our life where it's how do I? I think I think for me, I've even been scared to listen to it because it like it's it reopens some of them. It just it just bring up them feelings. Them I think for me, what's wrong with the tape is that it's my mom like tearing me down for like 15 minutes, but I've never seen her put 15 minutes into you know praising me i don't know it's weird and you talk and let's bring it all in in view Mm -hmm. this is what's wrong with male female culture is women can spend 15 minutes tearing you down but if they wouldn't even consider spending 15 minutes praising you because they feel like that's that's gonna that's that's your head's gonna get too big that's what that's the problem we got so much preventative that's what i'm saying it's so much preventative we have a a culture of i'm ready warmonger that's what i'm saying warmonger i'm ready whenever to fight i got every arsenal to fight but when it comes to love g i don't got shit in this arsenal mm, i don't got shit i can i, I can i, I can relate it. because uh, i'm going through some stuff with my mom you know i was like you know what i'll just add her back on instagram you know because it's her birthday and shit i was like i'm not gonna it's, it's you know she gets back into her ways the relationship was good between us and then all of a sudden i don't know if it's because we're all on lockdown or what the hell's going on but she just started going off on me and then she clicks on me, you know, with her phone. So I'm like, so every time we take five steps forward, it's like you're taking steps backwards. When you you said things. she clicks on you with her phone? Yeah, she started yelling at me, cursing at me, and then she hung up on me. She calls me at 11.45 at night, way past my bedtime. Because usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, here, we'd like to be off the phone by 9.30. That's usually the rule here. But I'm just like, okay, I'm picking up the phone. I'm thinking you're going to have a normal conversation with me. And you start cursing at me and then going off on me and click the phone. She doesn't even let me get a word in. And I was like, she's never going to change because she does it with her husband. So I'm like, it's not just me. She does it with everybody. She does it with my aunt. She does it with my uncle. So it's not just me. And I'm just like, when is she going to change? You know, she's 50 something years old. When is she going to change? 
And that's what hurts sometimes is that we can't change other people, you know. That's what I'm saying. So connecting it all for I think even with the boozy thing, I can't believe Jay Z is a billion dollar coon, man. That's what I'm gonna just say. I'm gonna just come out and say, I can't believe he is. I would never thought this is whole jebulous and Jay Z. I done heard every single album he's made. But it just go to show you, I mean, just connecting it, you know, because what's going to come from this? So now what if Boosie don't apologize? So now we got two black men beefing. You see how it's the same old bullshit? Mm. What it like just to even, that's what I'm saying. It's just because they and, have and different and beliefs. Farrak, and Farrakhan said that. He said, you know, the rich, when you come to them and ask them for something, they starting to wise up. Like they, they, they want something in return when they give you this money mm-hmm. that they're gonna give you. You see what I'm saying? Jay Z, right, you had your rollout, you had your campaign. Okay, you a billionaire, you're black. All right, all right. Let's get back to business. All right, let's get back to business as usual. You know, this guy Boosie is fucking up our transfo. He's fucking up our whole little, you know what I'm saying? A whole thing with uh, Dwayne Wade and pushing the transphobic movement. And uh, we need you to tell him that. He needs to apologize, get on radio and apologize because we can't have these kind of messages out in the world, you know, without them being recanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they really sit down and talk to Jay-Z, like, okay, you got your billion dollars, but let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That brought you know? a, that brought a revelation to me. I was washing my hands the other day because I've been taking a etiquette and affluence classes online for, like, you know, people in high society, how to basically interact with them. And I was just washing my hands and the lady that gives me the course, she was saying like, you know, the different types of men in high society. And she was like, number one was the rap hip hop kind of guy. And then it was just like somebody was commenting and they were laughing about it. And it was a white person. And I was like, you know what? That just makes me realize it's like no matter how much money we have. Guess what? You still nigga. It's just like. Just like Jay-Z says, you know, we're never going to be looked at in a certain light. doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars, right? We're just not going to be looked at in that light. And when we learn to accept that and work with each other and help one another versus being jealous versus tearing each other down, then we can go somewhere. That's That's what power is all about, you know? I believe that if black communities come together and build each other up, you know, you know how much Wakandan, you know, what's the word that you use? Uh, Wakandan standard, right? Because if you look at the Jews, they help each other out. The Mormons, they help each other out. See, but that's what I'm saying, Cecilene. Um, no jealousy. It's gonna, It's going to take a generation. Like, I think just listening to you, you gave me a revelation because what you were saying, um, like, let's connect it. Forgiveness, jealousy, mm-hmm. all you, you are going to experience all these things in your pursuit of power. And it might just be personal power. Like, you just want to go through life and experience, but people are going to pick up on things in you. You might even de- develop character flaws. Mm-hmm. You know, People are going to tear you down. So I think hearing everything you just said, connecting it all, man, I can't believe Jay-Z is a billion-dollar coon. I can't believe he would stop a black man like Boosie who just speaking from his heart. He would put himself in a position to go to war with him because that's what that is, a declaration of war. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? For, hey, we all need you to apologize as a man to another man. Daisy needs to you? apologize to the culture. He's doing what um what was it Samuel Jackson was doing in that movie, the Django. Basically, what he's man. doing, and it almost brought me to tears because I was like, "Damn, like us as a people, Basically. we're we're bringing each other down. Like we got blacks tearing down the Chinese, who are like the new." Blacks in America now. Target. It's yeah, like we like all should be working together, you know. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I don't even think like we doing this radio show. We putting energy into it. The the world, man, world been going to war with itself since the beginning of time. But I want to be that fly nigga. I want to be like a Leonardo da Vinci ass nigga, man. I'm. That's how I think of myself. Like, cause you got to think about them. They lived. And you think about this is Rome number two. So internet has to be the Coliseum. And we don't, but we don't understand that. The internet has to be the Coliseum. Going to see heads get sliced off alligators, Roman knights. You know what I'm saying? That's what it, it has to be. It has to be for them. That's what it was. That was their internet. And we think just could be staring at a phone looking through stuff. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we don't remember nobody that sat in that Coliseum, you know, but we remember people like Socrates and the philosophies and stuff. So this is a fight to understand how to be important while you living inside of an era, because I don't, all this stuff, man, all this stuff has been happening and it's going to happen. It's going to keep happening. I can't believe Jay-Z is a coon, but who was I to believe that just because he was talking that liberation shit that he really meant it? Anybody that really yeah, meant I- it is dead. Malcolm X is dead. Mm. Uh, Nipsey dead. is fucking dead. Nipsey would never get a billion and tell Boosie not to say some real shit. That's what I'm saying. Real motherfuckers, if you real, you a martyr. Right. And that's what you really got to think about. Like, if you really a truthful and positive person out here, you a martyr. That's you how martyr. I feel a- every single day of my life. And I feel like it's because of my name. My, my mother named me after a saint that she was a martyr and loved music. Mm. Mm. I think that's really what you got to come to terms with. You got to be ready. Anything you pursue, you got to be ready to pursue it at that level. And I think that's what I'm always around my son for. Because I'm like, if I'm going to die for anything, I'll die for my son. Like, just put my energy into something. Like, fuck it. I'll be with my son then. You know what I'm saying? Be around him. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I know to be truthful Cause I birthed that. That's the only thing I can count on. But even I know him growing up, I'm protecting him from the bullshit and the misinformation in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to. I don't know. I don't think anything is really true anymore except for what's inside me. So that's why I've been starting to create and write more. But even then, even then, it it, it it's like. I don't know. We talk about power. We talk about Jay Z. We talk about. Him like, like I really thought Jay Z was one of the stand up dudes, but this proves. I mean, he just like everybody. That's why I think it's been interesting to watch Kanye, because Kanye like they're two different people, but they both billionaires. Mm-hmm. And I want you to read that GQ magazine, that interview, like where they've ended up. Like both of them niggas are brilliant, but it's just like it's Jay-Z just like took just the you know the deal with the devil, and Kanye West was like, I'm not gonna sell my soul for anything. And he still became successful. He's still, yeah, he he's found a success in a different life. Chance the rapper. He's he's where he he's where he wants to be, and he, I can feel it jumping out the page because even though he recanted his 
George Bush doesn't get but they say but this is this is the beauty of life and that's why I know Kanye is real. Let me give you some real games, some solid game. Muhammad Ali said this. He said, any man that sees himself at 50 the same way he sees, saw himself at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. That's why I know that that's a real revelation, even though people are trying to spin it. But he can't, that's growth. That's ultimate wisdom because he don't see it the same way. That's how you know he's grown. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And the media tried to spin it like, well, it's a black man recanting his statements. Even though you can take that angle, I'm not saying he's voting for Trump. And you know they racist as hell. So it's just one of them things. He, I think Kanye, because he exalts God more, I think that's why he might be sinning and transgressing. But God might be moving through that because it still works out that he, he saw himself at one way. George Bush don't care about black people. And he came back and said, you know what? I got to take that. I got to take that off my mind. Like he says, I got to wake up every day and tell myself I'm not a slave. And, you know, I don't know, but some of the stuff he doing is some slave shit, like aligning himself with Trump. That's why it's weird. Well, it's like, what is the he thing saying? about it's... him aligning himself with Trump is Trump is actually giving more money to the black community than like, let's say Barack Obama ever did. And then Barack Obama mm, made, that's interesting. you know, even though he regrets it now, he killed Lamar Gaddafi which is like you're turning on your people because a lot of my friends that were African, I noticed that they removed me off Facebook because at the time I, I was like for Obama and it's because of that. Cause they're like, we're from Africa. All they're doing is, you know, putting a black face on America and they're coming over here and they're taking our resources, you know? So they didn't agree with my political views. But the thing about Donald Trump is, we were number one in GDP. We had the best economy before this COVID-19. Um, yeah, of course, he had to do some things that, like, they were pumping out crude oil in Puerto Rico, which is why they had the earthquakes. All that crude oil was going into the oceans. And then they used the pipeline to go through a Native American burial ground, right? Just all the bad things that they've done. Like, it's just like the universe is calling karma pretty much. Um, like, yeah, he's done some, some good things, but he had to do bad to get there. Does that make sense? And just what he stands for, I don't like it. Like the whole division and people being openly racist. I don't like it. But aside from that, everything was going fine until COVID-19, you know, Donald Trump was doing what he needed to do. It's just the whole, he needs to speak up because of the fact that he's not coming out and speaking out against certain things. And he does make a lot of remarks that are considered racist. Yes, I will admit, yes. I heard one of his initial speeches in the beginning when he said, all people from Central and Latin America, you know, are criminals, you know, pedophiles. Who says that? You can't stick everybody from those countries in a box. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I think we was just talking about power and everything and um, forgiveness, I think. Because you might not ever acquire power. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Like, like power means different right. things to different people. I think, um, I think what it is, it's that validation. 
Like, it's like you see people doing all kind of that jokey joke shit on Instagram to get validation. They get like, they doing their videos and shit. But sometimes it'd be like, damn, do I really got to do that just to like, why couldn't I do something like Jean-Michel Basquiat? Why can't I paint a painting and get big? Or, you know what I'm saying? Or it's just certain things you could predictably do that will get attention in this country. But some people might say it's cooning. Some people might say it's, you know what I'm saying? Just that same old shit you perpetuate in like a negative stereotype type shit. But. Mm-hmm. I don't do know. you think so? Do you think that popularity I, equals power? You don't know. There's a lot of motherfuckers that's popular. It don't. They popular. I mean, they visible. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. We talk about determining. Are they? Can they determine some policy? You know what I'm saying? Can they? You know what I'm saying? Can a group? Can, do they have any political affiliations that can stop them from any kind of you know backlash in the media? You know what I'm saying? We're not taught power in school, right. though. You know what I'm saying? We're taught how to uh, integrate into a racist economy. Right. You know, so it's not, it's not, it's not something I could. That's what I'm saying. This is better. This is a better. This is better. This is a a better conversation for somebody with a degree in economics and things like that. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you something based off what I've read. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've read Forty Laws of Power and, and just certain things and books about power, and I'm in circles that discuss power. So. It's a it's a pursuit in and of itself, and I'm just trying to uh, say that this is a new it's a new day. That's that's what I think I'm saying. I rem- can you hear me? I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm Hello? here. That's my sister talking in the background. No, you're good. Just, uh, but basically, um, it's a new day. That's what it is. It's a brand new day, and you got to take everything you learned from the old day and bring it to the new day. And just compound that shit and keep going. I think going. it's a classism thing, like you're saying. I'm not even really so much looking at the racism anymore. I'm looking at the classism. And I see, you know, what Trump wants to do with the country, right? I see his vision, what he was trying to accomplish, make us number one, American lives first, right? Um, I can't really speak too much to immigration because um, I'm no longer working under an immigration lawyer, but um, for what I think, I think is he was trying to make us the next China, like more powerful. Um, now we're getting our own resources because they say the country with the most oil, you know, has the most power. So it's that information, right? Like you were saying, I think him going into the White yeah. House, he was able to get certain information that could take America to the next level. Because other countries are trying to put a change on the currency. And uh, our country is just like, uh, no, I don't think so. We're going to make sure that the American dollar, you know, is, is top dollar. So now with this whole thing, keeping everybody locked in, it's kind of pushed us back. But I believe that we're going to recover and we're going to be stronger than ever when we do come back. So that's power. America, America is power, you know. Regardless of what anyone thinks, yeah, we have our our issues here and there. But if you go to another country, you'll see you don't have to boil your water here to take a shower, right? Man, I think um, I think that's beautiful. I think uh, I got to get going. I've enjoyed this podcast. I think we touched on a lot of stuff about power. What are your final? My thoughts? final thoughts are. I feel forgiveness is power, you know, just being able to be in a certain social circle or just being around 
everyone and learning how to be cordial around everyone, whether it's your, your mother, your father, people you don't like, right? Having those frenemies, that's power. That's my, okay, go on. I was thinking, um, I was thinking, um, okay, my final thoughts are, um, you said forgiveness is power. What got me stuck on forgiveness was I read somewhere, it says, uh, to forgive, to forgive is power because weak Ooh. people cannot forgive. And I was like, well, I'm not a weak person, so I could forgive. So the other day I had called my brother, I had forgave him, and we ended up getting into like a little verbal dispute, but it was basically like, it worked out. Like, I, I felt good because I'm like, I forgave him, you know, I didn't lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I just told him that, and I, I spoke my mind, and it was good. He had to end up getting off the phone, but I was like, I, I gave him a piece of my mind, so so now you're empowered. You did that. I've empowered myself to take that to not. It says in Hebrews, it says, uh, uh, throw away every weight that's so easy to beset you. Cast, cast, cast every weight that's so easily beset you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's what that is. When somebody hurts you, that's a weight that'll easily beset you. That'll, that'll throw you off your square. You got to cast it away. You got to throw it. Forgiveness. Because, you know, we got somewhere to sail to. We got somewhere to be. We got somewhere we trying to go in life. So we can't really be letting people come with that jealousy energy. It's really that energy that take your energy away. It's weird, man. It's weird. I want to do a movie on that, like how somebody can say something, do something to you, and like the battery inside of you go from like 90 to like 20%. That's what people are doing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes to you. And I, I imagine like when you get those phone calls from your mom or something, it's just like that. Yeah. It's like an energy drive. Uh, energy vampires. <laughs> I mean, we got to deal with our family sometimes. It is what it is. We just got to get to the point where we're like numb to it. We're like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> and that's yeah. power. I feel like when you're able to ignore someone of that caliber, they're just like low vibrational. You know, that's what my spiritual mentor calls it. Low vibrational people. Make sure you're staying away from low vibrational people, even if they are your family. You know, being able to stay in a high vibration, that's power. That's why they they look at you like people in SGI. They were asking me about you. Sally was asking me about you last night. She looks at you as one of the bodhisattvas of the world. She's like, he's enlightened, you know. And then I have a different take on it, right? Because I'm a woman. I have a different enlightenment about like being a mother and certain things and you have your enlightenment about being a father right and they just admire you because mm-hmm. they're not used yeah. to seeing you know african-american men that want to be in their child's life they're not used to that is that damn that sounds like a low standard so it's because i'm enlightened and i want to be in my son life but i'm so i'm exactly. saying exactly wisdom fuck power power comes and goes that's wisdom would you say that wisdom and knowledge is power because i believe it is king solomon yeah but power can be their short-term power and there's long-term power their short-term power as in just regular power but then there's long-term power as in wisdom you know what i'm saying leaving an inheritance not only for your children but your children's children you know what i'm saying wisdom and that's what you know through the years, you know, all the, the sages and the teachers and all these master teachers have tried to exalt wisdom, but only so few get it. You know what I'm saying? Only so few right. people, you know, only so few people, you know, establish a, a very powerful name. For I think self, it's not. So. I don't hunger so much for power. I, I really like the concept of forgiveness, you know, and healing the world. That's my 
mm-hmm. whole thing. Even myself, I work on myself. I'm working on myself a lot. Healing transformation. That's what we've been talking about the last couple of podcasts, right? Transformation. I believe that's power. When you can heal yourself, transform yourself, right? Anywho. You know, what got me healing, the idea of healing for me is Why DJing. do you say that? I, I believe music I can know, make me, you know, change my mood, know. make me happy. Like, sometimes I'm just so down and I just play yeah, music. Always like, play. Yes. Yeah, I feel that. I think that's why I was I addicted think, to um, the clubs before. <laughs> the music. Man, the music. Say that shit. It's not the people. I don't know. I think, I think, um, I'm glad we had this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Broke up the ice. I think it's good we do these talks during COVID. I think people are gonna look back and this might be a relic. These might Man, be who knows what these, these are gonna be. be books in we're the books in the Bible. Right? You see what I'm saying? Because this is a relic. I mean, we're 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 podcasting during COVID nineteen. This is a historical moment in America, well, globally. Right. So you We've know. made history, and now we're gonna be we're gonna start doing podcasting for you know MMA venues. What's bigger than that? Man, hell yeah. I'm down to do some MMA. Uh some broadcast for the MMA. I'll talk to them niggas for real. I have them on some day. Like it'll be Dave Chappelle levels. I already know. Cause I'ma just come with that and I'ma just be you telling them niggas chick? like, hold on, man. Yeah. I'ma just yep. be talking to them niggas for real. They gonna yeah, feel me. now you'll get the male feedback, right? No, nah, it'd be cool. I mean, I think I'll, I'll start to pick up on certain things. I'll be like, why did you turn your foot at that 90-degree angle when you did that? Like, what was that about? Tell me about that. That's exactly what Joe I'm Rogan telling you, does. I always, I think I always, that just come from, that just come from watching WWE, WCW. That's what I'm saying. People really, yep. people go crazy for the wrestlers, but it's yep. that commentary. That commentary be like, wow, them niggas really selling that yep. shit. They be selling that shit. It be making you so hyped. So uh, I, I think it's, it's a, a very un, people don't thank commentators you can enough. Add that's that a very to your uh, art form. resume now. Commentary. What? Oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely be one of them niggas. Oh, I yeah. just want to know. Um, my friend just Let's wants to it. know like what your clothing sizes are because they want to hook you up, you know, with some men's warehouse stuff for the you know when we podcast and commentate. Oh yeah. I got a I haven't I haven't worn a, I haven't worn a suit jacket in a minute, but um get that I'm information that and let information. us know. They they're, they're ready to give you some free, you know, formal outfits and they're just gonna have you looking fly. Can you believe that we've gone this far yeah. off these podcasts? Isn't this crazy? From podcasting to commentating. I mean it was always, it was always, it was always. Can't wait just to like, be on sports. That's what I'm saying. And, and I mean, ESPN. you go back to the Bodhisattva. We we should just start telling niggas we Bodhisattvas and then go. On, I mean, we got to be Bodhisattvas. It's just, I barely know you, but you know what I'm saying? It just worked so out. So now I can't wait till we go to Sports Center and ESPN. That's the next one. We'll be next to Stephen A. Smith. I love Stephen A. Smith and his commentating. So, boy, get ready. Man, uh, salute. Yeah, salute. The whole man. world's going to know you. They're going to be like, look, museum experience. This is crazy. Wow. But that that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you yeah. guys for listening. This has been an amazing podcast. Yo, the Museum Experience Generation 20 radio show. <laughs>